Welcome to the Healing for Male Survivors podcast. This is a podcast for male survivors of sexual abuse and assault, whether as a child or as an adult. Know that you are not alone and the abuse was not your fault. My name is Mike Chapman. I'm a certified recovery life coach and also a survivor. Let's find hope and healing together. Welcome to the Healing for Male Survivors podcast, and this is Mike Chapman. And today we have our continuing our live podcast interviews. This is week three, and our guest today is Luke Wiersma. Uh, Luke is a survivor, and he and I both have appeared uh, several times on the No Longer Ashamed podcast. That's where we met. Uh, I've shared my story there, and he has too. We both appeared on panel discussions on that podcast as well. And I can't wait for you to meet him, and I will have him introduce himself. So, Luke, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so, um, tell us about you. Um, uh, however you want to share your story, I know mine, I kind of jump back in time, whatever uh, you feel comfortable doing. So tell me about your story and your healing journey. Uh, uh, started when I was 16. Um, it was a family friend. Oh, not family, but uh, like a friend's family's friend. Um. She was 22. And like she would hang out with us, smoke weed with us, whatever. Um, and that, that lasted about three weeks. After that three weeks is when the, the abuse started. Um, she would buy us alcohol, whatever drugs we wanted. Um, I was using heroin uh, mainly. She would wait until we were drugged. Wait till we were high. And then hold us down and sexually abuse us. Um, full penetration. Um, she would make us as as guys, it, it's it was uncomfortable as well. Um, but she made us perform the acts on each other, including sex, anal sex. Um, which made me for a long time, question my sexuality. Uh, that ended at 18. It, it continued from 16 to 18. Usually it was about three to four times a week. Um, and then at 18, she dropped us like a bad habit. Um, and I think what it was because we just got too old. Right. We aged yeah. out. So. Right. Yeah. If she had the set age where, yeah, pubescent boys, that you aged out. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot um, of sense. And my drug abuse continued after that for years. Um, I've overdosed four times on drugs. It's clinically dead once. Um, I was I was constantly using something. It was all to hide what had happened. 
sexual abuse. So what happened after she dropped you? Uh, abuse continued as well? Is that no. What you're saying? No. I, well, right. the abuse of myself continued. Ah, okay. Because I didn't want to accept it. I didn't like... I I didn't like myself. I hated myself. There's all that pain um, that you have to deal with to survive, and there's a lot of pain there. And there, there was a lot. Um, yeah. I attempted suicide four times as well. Um, by grace of God, I didn't. It didn't. I wasn't successful. Um. Um, so about 21, um, I was drinking really heavy. Um, and I was angry. So, so angry. Uh, yeah, I was drunk. And it was the middle of the winter. Desert. I walked, I walked, and it was about three miles I walked that night drunk, trying to find her house, which I didn't know where it was because she was smart. She didn't, we didn't know her last name. We didn't know where she lived, nothing. We so all nothing these things that her. were performed on you were not at her house? It was at a different location? It was, oh, yes. It was at a park of all oh. places, in a bathroom, in a park. And if it wasn't in the bathroom, next to it was the, um, like, the maintenance area, which was always left open. It would happen in there. Yeah. And there was lots of, I remember lots of banging. Like, banging in, in excitement. And I don't, like, still don't have a visual, like, a clear visual picture of it. All I remember is that sound. I don't know who was doing it. I'm guessing someone was excited. I remember fighting back. But I was not able to. Yeah. So I just had all this anger. And all of this emotions right and i'm drunk trying to find her um because i was going to kill her and something stopped me and i i can only say i i believe it was god from mm -hmm. doing that i ended up in jail for the rest of my life um <laughs> So, so God, that's, that's it from that is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe God stopped me from committing murder. I, I still believe she'll get justice. And I've forgiven her at this point. I've, I have. Yeah. Um, but I still believe that in the end, God will judge her for her sins. And it's not my place anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, Letting that that's a huge step for sure. So 
what got you started on your healing journey? And also, I was wondering, have you talked to any of those co-victims since then, that, uh, the other, other boys? Um, one of them joined the military, so I don't talk to him. He, he pretty much refuses to talk to us. And the other one's a really bad alcoholic. Um, so I won't talk to him because I've quit drinking and I'm trying to stay on the road of recovery. And I don't want that in my life. Yeah. I thought, um, all I can do is pray for them. Yeah. Um, the other question, I'm sorry, what was the other question again? And how have you started the healing journey? What got you going? Oh, um, so I was in federal prison when I actually kind of started it because I was talking to the therapist about it. That was in there. So how did you um, get to federal prison? What what happened? Oh, I was under the influence and. Um, threatened to abortion clinics, threatened to blow them up with people inside. Oh. Um, yeah. Which is a horrible choice. Right. Um, and I, I don't know, I just don't have an excuse for that. Um, but it, it led to me beginning this, which was a little bit, which was actual psychologist about it um when i got out i believe i called it was uh kevin from no longer afraid okay. i heard no one afraid. of their podcasts uh, kevin Bolger, who was our guest last week yes um i had heard one of their podcasts and i wanted to speak about it so i called him and i told him my story as hard as it was told him my story um, and I was a, a guest on the podcast the first time um, and that really got me into you know wanting to do to recover for more um, that was a big influence on my life um, and it, it wanted me it, it made me want to get into ab advocacy more too which I now do. Um, yeah, right, with your multiple podcast appearances like me, sharing your story whenever you can. I think correct. that's so important. And, and I also lead a men's group, a uh, men's support group. Yes. Is it all uh, for survivors as well? Right. Uh, it's, it's also all male survivors. Um, they also have a women's meeting for all women survivors. Um, it's and that that alone too has been a big, very big um, inspiration in my life. Um, I, I truly believe. Sorry, uh, I truly believe that um, you know that this is. The work that God wants me to do. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, and 
know working with other survivors has been such a blessing to me as well that um, you, you we learn from each other uh, as we support each other and um, it's like uh, if you have a teacher who's teaching the student usually the teacher learns even more than the students do I think that's the same for uh, leading support groups because you learn so much more and it kind of forces you to learn more so you have more to share. And it's very, it very helpful for sure. Um, and, and, you know, it also validates you in a sense um, because at least for the for the support group um uh, even with the podcast so you find out that you're not the only one going through one specific thing you know um one specific struggle other people who survived this are also going through that and you are okay they're going through that they or they made it through that i can make it through that too so. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Knowing uh, that you're not alone. Exactly. Uh, having a safe place where you can share with people who get it is so helpful. So many men just, they, they've experienced this, but they don't talk about it. So, what are you doing now uh, to further your recovery? Um, so, I'm I'm in therapy, uh, seeing a psychologist, um, and working on all my issues, which is a lot. Uh, right. As um, I'm still leading the support group, um, and you know when I find myself having a panic attack, panic attack if I catch it, or having a symptom, like a, a not symptom, but something comes up and I feel myself getting triggered, right? I'll be able to, I can handle it better now. Right, um, right. Because I'm learning techniques on how I handle it, you know? Uh, so what, what are some of the right. techniques you learned? Uh, grounding. Okay. And that, what, that was describe grounding. What is that, or what uh, are the different I'm, grounding types of techniques that you've been using? Uh, that you've been so grounding uh, is uh, in the summer. Uh, they make grounding mats as well now for it, um, so you can do it in the winter. Is taking your shoes and socks off, and you. Basically, you're running them through the grass or a, a surface, a natural surface, and releasing. I mean, I don't know how to describe the feeling, um, but it's like releasing all of your bad energy into the earth. Okay. It's just let, letting go of it. Right, right. And having that physical connection between your feet and the ground. Mm -hmm. where, hey, yeah. And you do that by walking in the grass and 
Like I said, now they got these mats. I don't know how exactly the mats work, but because I haven't got one, but I guess the same concept, you know, running your feet through on solid ground, yeah. knowing you're alive, you're okay. Yeah. Um, breathing techniques, you know, um, so like. Inhale five seconds, exhale ten seconds. Um, meditation helps me um, a lot. When I do it, I don't do it every all the time now, but um, it helps. Um, just just finding my peaceful my peaceful place. Yeah. Because, yeah, so often it's so easy to get overwhelmed and with their inner voice and inner monologue. Oh, my head's chaotic. So sometimes I just have to get away from that. Right, right. And I know I like, uh, for me, box breathing, which is another breathing technique. Uh, where yes, you, I just you, learned you that one. So it's uh, you breathe in. Mouth or nose, I don't think it matters. So you breathe in, two, three, four, you hold it, two, three, four. You exhale, two, three, four. Then you hold it, two, three, four. And because you have to do the count, it forces your brain to focus on the counting and all those rumorations going in your head have to go away because it's focusing on the count. And it kind of stops that inner turmoil, those inner voices going on. And that's helpful for sure for me. Um, but yeah, anything that you could do to try to calm yourself and you know, all those inner critics and all those things telling us that we're unworthy and that we're, um, and the, the guilt and the shame so many of us feel um, trying to find ways to counteract those negative voices. Yeah, yeah, for honing techniques, that sounds very good. I know I love going to the beach barefoot and just having my feet in the sand. That, that feel, that's, yeah, it's very, it's, for sure. It's relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very much. So, uh, now what's going on in your, in your personal life? Any updates there? Yeah, so I got a girlfriend. Um, which then for, for, for survivors, that's very hard. We have a lot of trust issues. Very uh, true. For those who don't know in this, um, who are listening, yeah. Um, I Just having someone, I think I phrase it. Victim, not no. Yeah, I get victimized right now would be the the right word. I was trying to think of another word. Um, you like that, and and, and in such a, a violent way, is so horrific that you basically don't trust anybody. Um, you don't trust any human because you don't. It, it makes you fearful of them. Um, 
gives you a lot of doubt of them. Right. So yeah. to be able to have a girlfriend is huge in my life. Um, yeah. Especially because your your perpetrator was female, so probably it, it intensifies those those feelings of trust, similar to how I have a hard time trusting men building up male friendships and so forth because that huge trust issue. Yes, that is correct. Um, I think, I, I don't think I've ever really had a healthy relationship until now. Ah, um, that's I was good. very hypersexual uh, when I was young. Right. Um, and I didn't, until I started going to therapy, I didn't realize that that was a result of the abuse. Yeah, oftentimes our, our brains are trying to recreate the abusive situation, trying to like rewrite the script, trying to process it, and so you reenact. Uh, and even sexualizing the abuse is very common. It's something our brains just do uh, without us thinking about it, but it's very, very true. You don't even realize it exactly that you're doing it until you get to therapy and it's like, yeah, that's not related. It's like, oh, really? Oh, crap. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah. It's like a light bulb going off. It's like, it's oh, like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, and it's, it's very normal to face that for sure. Oh, so, so, have you agree a... with your girlfriend and how did that go? Say again? You shared your story with your girlfriend and how I, did that go? I did. Um, so I was very fearful about that, of I'm course. Sure. Um, I, I thought I had it in my mind that she was going to be disgusted. Um, she was going to reject me, walk away, want nothing to do with me. And it was the exact opposite. She told me she loved me yeah. and that she was there for me and told me it was going to be okay. And um, the usual of, of course, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, it was a, it was a positive experience to, to be able to share that with her. Um, That's good. Very, I think it was a very fulfilling moment, a very pivotal moment in, in our relationship. That's wonderful. You know, it, and it definitely made me trust her a lot more. So. That's great that you had that and that it went well because yeah, it could go south. But it sounds like she has enough grounding in herself that, yeah, she was able to receive that message from you and give you the support you needed. And hopefully that will continue. That's that's awesome, dude. And I've not I've I've been happy before, but this is just uh, a different kind of happy. Right, and remind our uh, audience, if you have any questions for Luke, feel free to put that in the Q&A section. 
and uh, feel free to write your real name or a uh, fake name or post anonymously, however you want to be referred to when you ask the questions. And while we're waiting for any questions to appear, uh, any other words of wisdom or advice for other male survivors out there? Don't be ashamed. Yeah. It's not your fault. Um, you know, it took me a longer time to realize that. But in the end, I now realize that this wasn't my fault. This is her or, or my perpetrator's um, fault. Exactly. Exactly. And all the guilt and shame goes on them. For exactly. Sure. And we got some questions in the Q&A. Let me, let me pop it onto the screen. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Uh, okay. Uh, just a comment, Luke. Uh, this is from one of our audience members. I am so sorry to hear your story. Such a trap and destruction. You have survived so many devastating things. It is encouraging to see how you are seeking your healing in the aftermath of this chaos. You are so strong. Keep the line, brother. Keep on going in your healing. Thank you. That means a lot. Does just to hear those words means a lot. Thank you. Um, another question it says: Do you know what was the perp's objective? Just sexual fantasy? Was she reporting you? Or... She wasn't. She, oh, she was. Oh, she wasn't recording. Um, at least not that I was aware of. But I was. I was really strung out. So. Um, happened in a public I'm, place, I'm, like you said. So. Yeah. I don't think she was recording. Um, I think yeah. it was just sexual fantasy. Right. Right. Just to get her rocks off. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Um, good question. I can't. Let's see. Laptop trying to get this thing to scroll. Come on. Come on. It was. Uh... Okay. Um, Another question, who was the first person uh, you told and how old were you? My mom. And I was about 25 when I told her. Oh. Um, uh, how old were you now? I was about 25. Um, no, but how old are you now? Oh, 39. I'm about to be 40. Okay. Um, her reaction wasn't what I expected. She she didn't know how to react. She didn't respond well to it, which I I, I, un, I understand that. Um, right. I hate that. Yeah. Have you revisited that with her? Has she mentioned it afterwards? I, oh. I haven't. Um, uh, no, I have. Um, like a year ago, I think it was. 
and she was very accepting of it. Um, I'm so sorry that happened. I love you. Um, you know, mom being mom. Yeah. Most all my family knows now, right. but I'm okay with that. Sounds like she's in a better place to receive she it is. and share than she was initially. And you tell, and it can be shocking for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, to know that their child was was hurt. It's hard for any parents to take that. So, yeah, I'm glad she was able to eventually respond in a positive way. Um, that I mean, same pers person, personally, I can't um, imagine. I was gonna say personally, I can't imagine what uh, what it was like for her to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Small things happen to my kids, and I get very yeah. Papa Bear comes out big time. Um, so yeah, I get that. Yeah, the same person said, "Thank you so much for being here and sharing." Uh, another person says, "Wow." Luke, that's quite an intense story of pain and heartache. I'm so proud of you for working on yourself and how far you have come already. Keep it up. I'm curious about your family of origin. What was that dynamic like and what is it like now? And have you told your family? You kind of uh, mentioned that. You told your mom and you mentioned you told the rest of them. So how, what was it like growing up in your family? So I, your abuse happened in the late teens. But what what brought you to that point where you were uh, wanting to experiment with drugs and alcohol and so forth, getting you to that point where you were easily victimized? Uh, what um, what things happen if you're willing to share? That's a great question. So, took some therapy to figure it out that there there was some abuse in my past, um, psychological abuse uh, from my dad physical abuse from my peers um when i was younger as well in school through all the way through high school um, and during high school i think it was running away from it all is why i started smoking weed to run away but also to be part of the crowd be part of the in crowd the cool kids because they were all doing it. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> that I, I honestly never thought about why I did it. I guess it was just hiding from myself. But if you have that uh, verbally abusive background with your father i'm sure that worked on your own feelings of self-worth and all that pain and anger inside oh, sure a release you where you found release yeah um and i mean the family dynamic's still the same pretty much so um, I try to stay away from it. Right. Yeah, I moved across the country to get away from my family. I love them, but to get healthy, I really needed distance. Uh, yeah, that. So yeah, I totally get that. Um, 
another person in the audience says, you are so strong. Um, another one says, I do believe that God has a purpose for you. You are a worthy man. That's right. You are hearing his call. He did not want this abuse for you, but you worked through so many uh, calls away from him and found your way to where you are now. Yeah. I agree. For sure. And you're helping other men by sharing your story and then being there in the support groups. So cool. And I know you've been on several podcast platforms as well. Um, oh. I love to hear you share your story. Sure. Um, anything else you want to share? And then we're going to move to the four questions we're doing at the, at the end this time. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I forgot. <laughs> So anything yeah, nothing else. Uh, nothing else I can think of, honestly. Uh, All right, then let's go to four questions. Now it's time for four questions. That part of the podcast when we get to know our guest a bit better by asking a few questions. Let's go. What is your favorite food memory? See, the first time I ate calamari. Oh, cool. Yes. Very interesting dish, um, but I fell in love with it. The texture was weird, but yeah, it was it was one of my favorite dishes. Interesting. Yeah, that's 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 a unique option. I have had calamari, yeah, and it does have texture. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas or holiday memory? Opening Christmas presents at Grandma's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She was so what, what, loving. And, uh huh. And uh, I, uh, I, don't know, I just loved being there. It was it was very comforting to be at Grandma's house. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Grandmas are great. I had two very loving. Grandmothers. Yeah, I love going to their houses when I was young. Um, they have a special way of loving us if you have good ones. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. I love that. So, what what else? What what did, was special about your grandma? What do you know? With the Christmas or in general? You know. Oh. Her kindness. It was yep. it was so much. She had just had so much kindness and love for others. Yeah. She could be strict. She was a very godly woman. So she she had that too. Right. But she was still very loving. Yeah. And it sounds like Luke really needed that extra loving person in his life. Okay. And what is your favorite church memory? going to church and sitting with grandma at church she would always slip us a little uh lemon drop candy every time oh. during the sermon and we always looked forward to that lemon drop Aww. oh that's nice yeah. that's a good story i like that yeah another food memory too um i i like talking about that because they are positive triggers we have so many negative triggers but food can often be a positive trigger same thing with smells um, that they trigger memories and they, they very strong reaction from 
uh, food and smells and so forth. That's why I like to ask some of these questions. Um, and what is your favorite scripture or any inspirational quote that has helped you on your spiritual journey? And what about it speaks to you? Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Yeah. That verse has always spoke to me. Um, and, you know, I remembered that verse throughout every struggle that sure. that God is there with me and he guys is strengthening me. And I've seen you grow over the past year or so that I've gotten to know you. And yeah, I, I, I'm so thrilled with how far God has brought you and how far God has brought me too in all of this. Um, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, now, um, you do a support group that is that with your church or with an organization? Say that you run a support group for other male survivors uh, through an organization, uh, SCSA, it's called Survivors of Childhood Sex Abuse. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, is there a link for that or a website for that? Or they can keep it I'll get it in the show notes as well. It's icsaorg.org. Okay. All right. I'll have that in yeah. the show notes. And uh, are you on social media if people want to reach out to you? I am on Facebook. Um, I believe my Facebook is in private right now. Um, if you're friends with Mike, I believe you'll find me. Very quickly. Yeah. If you would like to learn more about my coaching with Polar Live Consulting, where I provide one on one coaching and group coaching, both with a focus on healing for male survivors, reach out to me at polarliveconsulting.com. That is polar spelled P-O-L-A-R. I would love to hear from you. I want to hear your story. If you would like your story featured on this podcast, contact me via my website. If you like this podcast, please rate and review because that's how other people can find me. And I really want to spread this message of healing and hope to others. And remember, you are not alone. Healing is possible and the abuse was not your fault. Let me repeat that. The abuse was not your fault. See you next time on the Healing for Male Survivors podcast.